We've got some fresh new young talent doing some things that I know you haven't heard before. One, two, three, listen. You gotta have a like the why, and we know our why. So I think you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Millions and millions of people have done this already. You can get help, you can get a roadmap, you can save a lot of time, money, and frustration. Welcome to the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Hey everybody, welcome back. If you don't know who I am, I am Crystal Moore and not only the host of the Value Add Podcast with K&K, but I am the broker, the badass broker of Pacific Shore Capital where I will get you the best multifamily and commercial financing you can find. Wow, how do I top that? My name <laughs> is Kenny Simpson. If you don't know me, I'm this six foot seven giant that's walking around this office every day making commotion, but also if you need help with a residential one to four unit loan, you know who to call. This guy, and today, super pumped. I'm getting pumped. Why, Crystal? <laughs> well, if this is the first time you're tuning in, this is an awesome podcast to listen to. Today, we have Jamie Rice and Nick Hardwick on the podcast. They are. Like, uh, I'm like, <laughs> I was getting the last names backwards. But they are the owners of Renegade. Nick is also a former Charger player. Jamie Rice is just an all-around badass athlete and trainer for Renegade. Um, and he, they will definitely kick your butt in gear. So if you guys have not started on your New Year's resolutions, hopefully you started last year. Now is the time to get started with a good workout routine, and this is the place to start. And guys, when you're listening to this, yes, it's January, some date, probably 8th, 2020, my gosh, a new decade. And I'm telling you right now, if you're listening to this podcast, you better be seated down, strapped down, because Jamie and Nick, they bring it to you. Jamie is like, my gosh, the guy's jumping through the camera. And after having the podcast, I went home and complained to Crystal, man, I need to step up my game as I get up at 345 and crushing the workout. It's time to step it up more because these guys came in. I thought they were going to jump through a window or turn this table over or something. We were all scared. These guys are maxed out. So if you're feeling a little like jet lagged or... Uh, lazy from the holiday, this is a good one to kick you into gear. Yeah, and if you guys want to get your ass handed to you, I suggest you get over to Renegade and get your button gear and let's go 2020 step it up. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Value Add Podcast with K&K. Today we are graced by Nick Hardwick and Jamie Rice of Renegade. Whoa. Thanks for coming in. Hi guys, thank you. <laughs> powerful. Jamie, like they're, Jamie, they're going to want to ask if they look at this video, what the hell's going on? We got to just, I was going to say, I have to punch you in the mouth with that right, question, right, but or in the nose. But a, a little, little, little incident at the little rock and roll show. You know, wow. Leave it at that, if you will. So yeah, yeah. it was a karate chop. Yeah, I got a, about a forty-five degree downward uh, spontaneous karate chop uh, that uh, laced me up with this. If nice it any better, I thought you would say "Hell on Wheels" was prescribed. <laughs> Somebody got really pissed about the fifteen minute yeah. assault bike, and they're like, "Hey, screw off, dude!" Yeah, been twenty years going to these shows, and it's the first injury, so I'll be thankful for that. So. Well, we got that out of the way. Had to happen sometime, I guess. <laughs> what perfect timing, too. I called Nick and go, man, I'm going to show up looking like this. I'll be ready. You go, this is all good. You look like a pirate. <laughs> so if you guys quickly can just jump in just a little bit, quick background, and then um, then we'll kind of go into how you guys landed at owning Renegades and how you're here. Go, how, how'd it start? Because so, I wasn't even a part of the start. Yeah, so I uh, grew up, you know, an athletic background and whatnot. I grew up, actually, I was in the punk rock scene a lot in extreme sports and I uh, had a pretty gnarly injury in college that put me out and I got into rehab science and really dived into the 
physiology of exercise. And uh, over the years, you know, I was working with 24-Hour Fitness and kind of propelled myself into little one-on-one action. I held up a 12-year business down here and doing some personal training stuff. And the boom of group fitness was kind of coming back. And as you know, the origins stem back from the 70s and even 80s and cycle and spin. And as kind of the innovators of modern with berries in 98 kind of launched and then the orange theory brought in the technology and then the community of crossfit kind of evolved it you know made me start diving into what the hype and the experience was behind these and once kind of you know participating and i kind of found myself thinking like you know what's the system that a guy like me that has you know a background that's not based on just calories and movement and more on application of kind of principle and practices that I've studied for my whole you know career in this how do I instill this into a setting that would both bring coaches that were of high levels of expertise under one roof throwing down routines and workouts that were so different than, you know, mainstream generalized fitness. And when I saw CrossFit kind of take the reins on what they did with community, it was just such a powerful thing to see. And then what, you know, the Orange Theories did with the kind of modernization of the experience of the group training element, I knew that there was kind of a, a... a, a hole there that was not based on somebody that was designed, you know, really trying to gear for muscle development and performance aspects. So the goal was to create, you know, the educational stuff of what I've kind of built in and get away from, you know, it's only about burning energy and how can we keep that concept, but apply it to a physiological stance and that creates an experience ultimately for the member that can't be contested with. So Nick and, you know, Jamie came on about a year into the game and, was really cool because I've been a fan of his since watching him, you know, 10 years in the league because he was the big dude with the sleeve tattoos and he was my my guy. So I was been a Charger fan for that time. And when Jamie came in and I saw her last name and I was just thinking to myself, like, come on, get out of here. And she goes, look, like we want to actually talk. And it's just taken off from there and we've been learning and applying. So that's kind of where, you know, renegade the origins of it. And I'm sure he can run with that on on the next part of it, but yeah, it's pretty exciting stuff. Good. Perfect. So, but go into Nick, like how you kind of came across Renegade and were you just looking for a partner or looking for somebody to kind of run this thing with you or? Well, originally, so when I was, you know, had my 12 year, very successful career, what I was doing. And again, going back into, you know, group training for a personal training, it's something that it's not highly looked at in a positive set because it's, you have what is so technical and you're applying to your individual. How can you do this in 30 people in a room? Right. And so as fitness pros, which that is used in interchangeable or coaches that have a lot of credibility and experience in this, it's almost impossible. Right. So we part of me was how can I create that feeling that the individual is being coached individually, but still giving universal commands and onsets Mm -hmm. for the actual operation. So Billy Canoe was my original partner who's still part of this. And he does a lot of our back end. The guy's a genius with marketing and driving traffic. And, you know, when I showed him this concept, I've been working on this for 10 years. So I designed all these facilities on graph paper, like literally scaling it. There's no architecture. This is me getting things and just, you know, playing with concepts like what could happen or what if, you know, and when this group fitness thing kept going and I brought this to Billy and I showed him this thing, he just looked at me and he goes, let's go that day, literally. And it was real, like instantly, there was no even convincing. And so when Nick came on and when Jamie met, like we, 
you know, we had our first location. It was a year in the game. Not even. I mean, shoot, was it even a year? I don't even think even. Not Jamie even. was one of the early and members. She was one of the originals when I was coaching solo and you know i'd have two or three people and i'm just throwing it on the line like i'm just you were the only coach at that point that was the only coach at that point yeah you ran it you operated and it so you cleaned it it was did it all it was wow it was uh you know and it's there's a lot on the line here because it's throwing a new product and fitness that is so abstract to what mainstream believes about training and about group fitness and it's like we can do this right like we so it was such power i put so much into it and so when i met him i was starstruck i was like <laughs> Exactly. And he'll yeah. tell you, he came in and basically he's like, I've done it all. Like you tell me why my wife raves about it. And I was just like, just give me, give me some time. Let me just show you. Like if I can show you the value in what this is, then, and it was day one same. It was just, we, we loved it. So yeah, my wife had been going, Jamie Hardwick had been going for multiple months after touring around for years on class pass. Doing did you kind of like really even know, or did she just kind of tell you about it? Or she kept saying like, okay. I of course asked, what'd you do today? And she'd go, well, I went to hip hop dance class, super fun. Or I went to orange series, super fun. Oh, I did yeah. this. It was great, but she never stuck anywhere. And I was always like, man, she's just kind of flirty with all these gyms. Yeah. Like never yeah. find anything. <laughs> and then she's like, I went with my friend to this place called Renegade right down the hill. And I was like, oh, sounds cool. And then I asked her the next day. I was like, what'd you do today? Went to Renegade. I was like, oh, you keep going back to the same place. And I was like, must be really fun. She's like, it's great. You got to come try. And I was like, sure. Yeah, sure. I'll be all over that. Because I hadn't been back into a gym and especially not group fitness. I think men are a little bit averse to group fitness. Because we're the kind of guys, right? It's like, no, no, no. I don't need the map. I'll find it on my own. And I think there's a big component to like breaking a barrier to go into group fitness. Well, for me, it was Jamie had had two boys and came back after two months and her back and shoulders and but we're looking like better than they ever had. I even, mean, your wife is hot. Let's face even, it. She's in like, she keeps crazy getting, shape. She keeps getting better and better. <laughs> what the hell's going yeah. on? And yeah. so <laughs> when I saw her development come, I was like, okay, I, I better get going here at this same place that she's going. <laughs> she's going to pass me up. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she's looking awesome. better than me. That can't happen. And right. I'm telling you, the first, the first time I went in there, I had been surrounded myself with in gyms getting after it for years Mm -hmm. my entire nfl career college high school that was my world that i lived in and i loved it it was like you're a lot bigger though too i was much bigger i was 295 pounds when i was playing in the nfl i slimmed way down and then i've slowly been putting muscle back on over the years using the system and and literally only the system at renegade and so i know what i'm feeling i know what a really good strength coach looks and feels like and i know what a really good program looks and feels like because i've been a part of multiple coaching staffs collegiately in the nfl and then i walked in and day one i was like this is legit this is a real deal strength and conditioning so you guys program. never knew each other before no we never knew each other. i was other. always wondering because i was like oh did you train him or something like i just you just guessed but that's like, the you know this 10 years i've watched this guy for 10 years like i'm a hardcore charger fan Hardcore. So when God I saw, bless you. When I, yeah, right? So when, <laughs> I, when I saw her last name. Hang in I, there, man. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. No. So when I saw the last name and consistently I started thinking, I was like, come on, like, get out of here. But it's funny that he says that, you know, like, that's the perception, especially, and I'm not going to say, you can't say it's a very general, but for, you know, an athletic or somebody from an athletic background, these workouts are geared to make everyone understand, like, look, whether you played sports or you haven't, like, you're an athlete, like, you can learn this. This is what we do at the top level, and it's nothing but the old foundational principles that this whole industry was built on. But 
for him to say, it's like, look, I'm good. Like, that's exactly, it's like, how can I get that mentality, that mentality that I shared to want to be a part of this? Yeah. Because you take CrossFit, it's a different animal. Like it's a, it's a sport. It's a, so that is, that's what I'm saying with what they did was just brilliant how they came out of the gates. But when you general, you know, you talk about general group fitness, boot camp, shirts, spit. Most of us, you know, alpha dudes and chicks were just kind of like, yeah, I got it. Like, I'm disciplined. I'll do it on my own. So how do we break that? Like, how can I get? And so now, three years later, you see, like, you know, the, from SEALs to the general pop to bodybuilders to all. And that's exactly what the overall initiative is, which we're still, you know, evolving with it. So it's a really cool point. to It's hear nice that, so. that the stigma is kind of coming out of that. I think a lot of men start with their wives or girlfriends bringing them into the class. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like she, she brought so, me here. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was even telling Kenny when I was going, like, you got to go to this workout. Like, I don't know why you're not doing this. This, is, this would be awesome for you. It's like right up your alley. So he finally went too. But I think a lot of the women get him into that. But I'm seeing more and more men even doing totally. other things, like even Pilates or Absolutely. things like that, where it's like, yes. okay, it seems like this feminine thing to do, but yoga was like that. What's good for a female's body is also good for a man's body, you know, like whether it's stretching or whatever it is, conditioning, strengthening, like all that stuff. And the motivation that you get in that class, it's super high energy. I love that. That's the key. Yeah. So, right. We can't get to places by ourselves that we can get to with other people. There's no possibility of, and very few individuals can work out at home and get to that intensity level. And the gains all happen when you get above 80 to 85 right. to 90 percent right. and then that's where you can get when you're looking around and people are really cranking and that energy is going to the music's really loud and you can get into your pain cave that's where the gains and the progress happen and that's when your brain gets flooded with the endorphins and all the oxygen and all the good stuff really happens when you totally. crank up that intensity and i don't feel like you can ever get there by yourself there's very few people that could have that kind of accountability just doing it themselves i mean you if you wake up you have a bad night like like today like friday i'm like i was even saying i'm like you just you can't push yourself to that level because like if you're tired and then you see a girl next to you that's doing it you're like dude you gotta step exactly up because this is ridiculous exactly that's how i am yeah just there's something about you know energy and action next to somebody right yeah. it's it's there's it's just a different i love thing. The small room. i love the small room too it's i like that it's small and you're like there and you it's, know? it's 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 because energy doesn't go anywhere it never dissipates it stays right in the room and i feel like it, it's really kind of uh metaphysical but it's just when you're putting out and other people are putting out it really whips itself for me into a frenzy so this is all you do full-time then this is not all i do full-time no no, no you're not you're working out oh, workout yeah. wise workout wise that's it Wow. I work out a renegade. I eat really well, and I walk a lot. Damn. I, yeah, five six days a week. And no, that just says something there. Like well, you, but, you would but, think, like, oh, I'm gonna. Do, but you, you see the results. Why would I you mean? Go? The thing about it is, like, with the program, you can get out of it what you want to get out of it. So I set a goal a year, year and a half ago that I wanted to run a sub six mile on our old school treadmills on right. the on the regular treadmill. So it's not like running a sub six on the street or yeah. sub six on the air but, runner. Relative, which good luck right. to that, but. Right relative and so i started losing weight because i chose to lose weight and i was worried i was doing my nutrition so i could start dwindling down i got down to 215 
And wow. I ran a 526 mile on the treads. Nice. Because that was my goal at the time. You're welcome. But now, yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, thank you. Thank you. But then you can also, like right now, I'm sitting at about 238, 240 yeah. because I'm trying to put on muscle. So I'm lifting some heavy, heavy weights in there as heavy yeah, as I we to, can. I'm sitting across here. I need and, to step up. And just getting after it. So really... Yeah. For whatever you're trying to get out of it, you can get out of it. It's I just never what used an assault in. bike before I went in there. Dude. So the first work I get over there, I'm like, I'm like, so I'm cranking that thing. And then, dude, and so here's the funny. So I grew up on Aerodynes, right? I mean, in the sporting. use one of those. Yeah, we did it. We used to have one of those. Back in the old days. Like, so if you like, even currently, and this is, you know, even years, they're always on the side, right? So it's always this training variable. That's it's one of the original variables of strength and conditioning. So when this renegade concept was coming to be, and when Billy and I were talking and we're like, look, like what's, what's there? Like what's out? Like what's hot? What's not like, right. There's a trend and there's always is. And I'm like, dude, I don't do trends. Like, I, I do the I do raw. Yeah, you, I do yeah. what I know is right, right? Like I do based off principle, practice, physiology. That's it. So when I was like, look, I think this air this is airdynes or assault bikes, this is we'd be you know, CrossFit they're huge. It's not some new machine, but they're so undervalued and appreciated. Nobody knows anything because they're silly looking. I, when I was younger, I was like, that is a goofy. What does that thing goofy do? <laughs> now I'm like, no one so, kicks your ass. Yeah, so does, when I was yeah. like, look, dude, like, just trust me. Like, trust me. Like, we'll do a tread. We'll do a combination. And for the first two months, it was kind of, you know, you got people from, you got to remember, you're competing in big fish with multi-level. Oh, oh for sure. I mean, yeah. these are the industry meccas and so we're coming out with this new completely abstract deal with abstract tools within a month or two it's like you you understand it's like the conviction of the instructions like look like this is the best in the world around this this is you like get on this thing and listen and it's just it's taken off so it's, it's pretty pretty cool pretty i mean cool. i like the new i love the new treadmills oh, dude. because i'll talk hours the, about these i just, I, <laughs> I've heard those things are a lot tougher than the regular treads. Yeah, but but honestly you can you can go fast and slow so fast you can get a better workout right. once you at first it's weird you're like i'm gonna kill of myself course. and it fits really well into what we're doing because it's oh, a lot of interval sure. training so exactly. you can't stop and start in a hurry that's but annoying when you gotta hit the button up down up to it's like well, yes yeah. even on like for us it was you know when we opened this thing it was you know a curved treadmill has a stereotype it's the top level only the the top level at you know it's an advanced oh, piece of equipment it's motorless it's curved it's there's no leisure here there's no consistency it's like this makes the human body react how it it's either supposed to how it's told to position right because now everything matters on this type of treadmill so it's you know bringing these things in that was the weak link in the system it's like so here we are with our passion and conviction to our community our member it's like look all these workouts that we do with the tempos and making you think and making you realize like look we're not just moving anymore we're slowing your body down when it needs to be we're making you think about every instruction of the movement but i'm going to put you on a treadmill that i know as, as a physiologist is inaccurate like it does the body more harm over a long period of time than good so let's take this next step and do what no other gym has done with the exception of crossfit that has air runners but how we run them in a sequence in a you know, under the lights and everybody's on and we, the, the, what it's done for the community as far as ergonometry, just it's next level. Is it better for you to run on that? Oh, dude. It's why is it just so, out of curiosity? So basically what assault did and any curved treadmill is physiologically superior, but assault specifically, they mastered the angles of the nose and the, the tail of the treadmill. So it's in alignment with the stride of the body. And of course there's a lot of factors of height and weight and all, but the general mechanics of the hip and the knee and the foot and the ankle, it's, 
it's cloud running. So that it minimizes like smoother. Yeah. And it minimizes impact and it makes you run correctly because if you're out of mechanical form, it's going to do things that you don't want it to do as no. somebody on it. Yeah, you, so you yeah. learn that you have to run tall. You learn that you have to think about your stride. You learn. So it, it forces the member to now understand, like, I'm moving better every day. I'm on this thing. So, oh, there's 30% harder. I mean, you're pulling track underneath you instead of keeping and something. You don't hear people go, boom, 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 you know, yes. when you're running, which I know I'm like, that can't be good. Because they're landing with their heel, right? So it's heel striking. And that's usually where people are getting impact through their kinetic chain. And they're like, I'm not a runner. And people are going, my ankles hurt, my knees hurt, right. my low back is killing and me. And so people, you know, would leave Especially Renegade. Especially for bigger guy, like tall yes. guys, running is and not And you would friend, find yeah. people leaving Renegade once the cardio part would come around, right? The station of the, uh. because it's like my hips or this, and oh, I'm not a runner. It's like, and we get the air runners in and they're like, oh, I'm not a runner. I'm like, no, I think you are. But you just haven't understood that you are like because these elements have just been building up for so long. And now you see people that haven't been running for two years just letting it loose because now it's very, very, very. So that's what you're saying now. You're exactly. Saying, oh, yeah. I didn't even know that. OK. Yeah. The thing about my body, my experience is 11 years in the NFL. I don't know how many hits that was. Probably <laughs> practice, off season, in season, college football. Insane. That it was about 30,000 hits that you're stacking up. I feel everything. Like, if something's not right, my body will tell me it's not right. I was getting bad knee pain, bad hip pain. And the thing about the air runners is the ergonometry of them. Exactly. It really takes the pressure off the joints, which I absolutely love and I can feel, but it really forces it into the musculature. And that's where you're starting to get some posterior chain recruitment and you're getting stronger and people are generating more force. And for me, that's... That's what we're all about. And it's a challenge, and that's the difference. It's There's this fancy word in fitness when you're studying. It's called proprioception. And basically wow, all that, that means is right? so, <laughs> <laughs> when you're being challenged in a proprioceptive enriched environment, basically it means it's like, look, you need to be good when you're stable. You need to be good when the condition's stable. You need to be good when it's not stable. So what do you do You know, from two feet to one feet? Right. So that's a big difference, and that's a basic example. So these treadmills now – once you're on, make you understand that, like, look, like now there's so much more that thought that goes into it. And as an athlete, right, whether you're literally in sports or you're just a member that does this for the workout, it's now it makes you want to get better. Like it's it, it just instills this challenge that, you know, it, there's no set point speed. You can you create it. And it's a really cool thing to when you start progressing with consistency because, you know, you're getting improvement and it just feeds the beast and you keep wanting it. So pretty amazing pretty amazing stuff so I'm, I'm really stoked that we went this route and i'm super fired up the communities responded so it's been pretty pretty killer stuff yeah so. at first they're a little weird but like today i know when you get into the sprint i probably don't do it right but i'm getting down you can just i hold on to the handles and i lean forward and i just haul ass and i'm right into a sprint you <laughs> yeah, can't almost push. yeah 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 and i don't know if that's right but i'm like i'm a big dude so it works for me i mean it's i right can't for you on your light i have to go on the wall oh you gotta you gotta like zero is my but it's just you know you don't think of little things and it's like for me it's just like so amazing to see like you know this is three years young and it's like we put it on the line and it's really 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 gratifying daily so so i'm pretty stoked you guys it. have had a lot of momentum for three years so i because i remember mitch in our office was working out at renegade yeah, pretty early on i feel like yeah he's an og mitch kept saying you gotta go gotta go and i was just like 
I was in my own little world doing my own thing. And I'm like, well, my thing is, is like, okay, it's 5 a.m. 5 a.m. is actually late for me because I get up at 3, 4, 5. I'm at the gym by right. 4, 4, 30. So I'm like, okay, now I right. do it. Because Monty want to go at 6. I'm like, if I go with you, it's 5. She goes, this is ridiculous. I was like, well. We were 6. We were, yeah, we were 6. We were 6.05 for a while. Yeah. 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 So, but no, Mitch was like, tell, like he yeah, was Mitch, just OG. like pushing. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, you know, you have members that have been with you for three years. And I'm not talking about just, they're active four or five days a week. And it just goes into like, like these are, you know, working out is such a general term. You create a longevity pattern like that. There's, you know, behind the scenes, there's so much that goes into design of every single one of these workouts, everything. I mean, there are hours long of a process that taking in from joints to muscles, to muscle fiber, to energy systems, like things that you, it's almost too much to even coach because the members going to be like, I have no idea what's happening with this terminology. And they but don't care. They just It doesn't matter. But they as long it. as the, oh, coach, yeah. Yeah, the coach knows. So it's, you know, prescribing this thing for these people of all different goals. It's just an interesting dynamic. And, you know, it's definitely something that I feel like that we're doing very correctly. And of course, fitness is always evolving. Right? Yeah. So at workouts and studies and research are always showing new things. So it's all, you know, but gear wise, what we do in there, I mean, we're the most precise equipment imaginable and possible in, in the industry. So I think that's a major play of showing progress with the member that there's uncapped capabilities with everything that we now use in the gym. So pretty cool, pretty cool. Well, stuff. also too, just like the point you were making about all the thought that goes into the actual workout and what people are doing, there's a reason why you're doing every workout, every move. You can't, it's like, asking me to be a chef. I'm not a chef. I can't craft a recipe. So most of us that are going in the gym and just lifting weights when we're tired or feeling laggy and we haven't planned any workout, we're just going to go in there and do whatever machines we feel like doing that day. Now you can come to a workout like this where they know that it's been physically geared toward getting you in strong physical shape. Yeah. And that's a, it's a hard thing because renegade is you know, it's, you gotta be in it. Like you, you know, you, you, there's, there's so much that the member experiences from the design of the personalization of your stations. And, you know, this was all part of trying to create like a comfortable feeling, knowing that like, look, this product is, I mean, it's next level, but not really, it's actually old fashioned, but the practice and the installation compared to what is now calorie driven, right? It's just a caloric, how many calories, the watches, that's all anybody looks at. And it's like, look, we need to all understand like that is important, but there's a whole other side of the spectrum that you'd be amazed if you understood, which I'm going to do for you. You just stay consistent with me. And so that's kind of where it's, it's been going. So, so for people who haven't done the Renegade workout, and like I said, I feel like everybody knows about Renegade now, but there are people out there. Can you go, can you go through the structure of the actual workout? Like if somebody shows up to do a class for the first time, what they can expect? Yeah, you've got three segments. You've got cardio, which is split between the assault air bike and the assault runner now. 15 minutes of that. You got 15 minutes on the racks, we call them the weight racks, where you got dumbbells, you got bands, you got TRXs, you've got benches. And that's the old school bodybuilding yeah. principles that Jamie's brought into this thing. And I think that's the real difference right. in that's Renegade. That's my favorite part of the workout. It's, it's muscle focused yeah. group fitness. And then you've got sure. 15 minutes of strength and conditioning with battle ropes and kettlebells and calisthenics and plyometrics and we tear it apart on the turf yeah so we've got three we've got the cardio we got the turf and we got the racks and you you can destroy yourself and for me the beauty of it is and you talk about members that have been with us for three years is really that day one it's brutal 
and year three in, it's still brutal because <laughs> your le- your level of proficiency continues to go up. So it's escalating arms. You can just continue to go harder and heavier and harder and heavier day after day, year after year. And so it never really is relenting. And I think that's the beauty of the program. And it's, it's the, and, you know, conceptually speaking, if you look at the overview of the actual operation, you have like a crossment feel and element on the turf, right? It's kettlebell training where we do do a lot of lifts for the CrossFit community that they recognize and they're into. Power movements. Power movements, yeah. right? And battle ropes and calisthenics and turf. And so that community like raises that buzz, right? They're like, oh, I'm interested. But then you look at the conditioning element and it's like you got your assault bike and the lighting and the structure. and the, So it replicates like a spin, like a, an elite level cycle gym, right? Where the camaraderie and the this and the, you know, the, the circuit and the symmetry of choreography of what you're doing. Then you have like our style, the old school, I'm on the racks or thumping way, two muscles or whatever it is. So you have these three collective genres and I'd even go far to say four, you bring in body weight training. It, it has something for everybody, but the, the way we design it, it's for one universal goal, which obviously strength and conditioning will tell you. So it's, a, it's pretty, pretty rad, man. I'm pretty stoked with what, what we got. And, Oh, and that's the hard part of like sure. a spin though, or a bodybuilder. Like when you're a bodybuilder, like you see those bodybuilders that have this like huge upper body and then these like little chicken legs or, you know, people who do spin, they have no muscle definition. Right. They've been going for years. So combining all three of those is like, that's like the perfect formula to get fit looking and also just and actually fit. We actually, I do. think that's what people are realize is when they're looking at pictures of what I want to look like in a year or two years from now. You have to add muscle to look like that. Yeah. Yes. And you can't get muscle through cardio. You get muscle by banging weights and eating really good nutrition and fueling yourself. We, we actually brought legs in twice a week. So we're leg advocates over here, which is <laughs> in fitness. You never usually, miss leg day. Right? So yeah, got, if you want that good looking upper, yes. you want that good looking upper body. Yeah. You've got to have the roots. Yeah, the legs. You I mean, have I, the legs. it kills me because I used to do uh, like some fitness competitions, whatever, when I was younger, and so I would see all the bodybuilders. So I would see them with their little tiny like legs. And then just like huge, and it was so it was like a cartoon almost. Like we, looking yeah, at these we people. built it into the culture. It's yeah. like, look, like this is the foundation. This is the biggest. Mo- this is where male, female. This is where all the hormones that we want. That's the good stuff. That's yeah. the good stuff. And yeah. you, 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 and you ignite the good stuff. The big players, like it. Yeah, think it, about when you're deadlifting and you're holding really heavy kettlebells and you're using your legs. You're also recruiting ninety percent of your muscle right. fibers in your body. Just to hold on it's to the crazy. weights and to keep your core oh, and yep. your posture and your shoulder blades locked down and your chest nice and broad. I mean, all of it is recruited. And then you get the HEH, you get the test that's right. all released, and that's how you start building that's, the body. Again, that's the, you know, that's where it. These things that we're talking about, that whether they're abstract to the general, you know, person that is still getting into the fitness deal, versus you know, just basing something off of just movement. That's where that's fitness has gone away for me. Is like in my opinion, it's like look, like there's there's it's getting more gimmicky than it is about reality and about like the the, the old school. I'm talking Arnold Encyclopedia bodybuilding, the old school stuff of what this whole thing was built on and now applying the spruce of like the new technological equipment, the things that we do, it's 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 uncapped, man. It's super it's super rad, super so killer. Can you talk about the markers? Because Kenny comes home every Friday from the five AM workout and he's like, That was hard. And I'm like, Yeah, Fridays are tough. So talk about the markers. So, you know, and this 
you, you, you creating a competitive nature with whether it's you're with somebody else or it's with your own self, right? Everything's about progress. We're in here, you know, it's an aesthetic progress or it's a performance progress. And, you know, so looking at, you know, I'm going to kind of reference CrossFit again. They've created these marks, these wads, and it's it's such a powerful movement because as athletes, it's like, I want to know if I'm getting better. I want to know if I'm improving on my speed or what. And this is a strength and conditioning program. So there's an aesthetic component to it. Yeah. But these routines are also designed about performance enhancement. And me as the writer or the author of this book that you're performing making sure that every energy system that I know as a physiologist, I'm making that work. Now, whether you want to know about it or not, it doesn't matter because I know what's happening here. <laughs> yeah. So Fridays, we set these markers up. It's every other Friday and we're still playing around with different concepts, but it's something from the mile run to uh, one that he actually came up with, Hell on Wheels, which is 15 minutes. Oh, that's up. the one. This that's is this guy's idea. Yeah, they were like, hey, you got in there. I got 6.7 miles on that. Which is, dude, it's just a beast, right? That's a monster. That was a gnarly and, and it's a monster. And it's not fun in the moment. Like, in, you know, nobody's having fun right here. But yeah. the moment you get off this bike and you look at that score, it's like, it's an accomplishment. Like, you did it. Yeah, my body was still working. Oh, I, was, I went over to the uh, weights. I was like, dude, it was still working from the bike. I was like, sweating. So, so you can't do anything. Oh, yeah, no. So, yeah, you might as well like, go home after this that. Last. Yeah. So you got these markers, and basically the concept of it is, and we'll use hell on wheels it's 15 minutes an endurance challenge right so we're going after an oxidative energy system i'm trying to see what is your oxidative the the capacity on which that energy system performs are we improving that then you got like the assault 30 second sprint so now you're talking all right we had a 15 minute test now it's only a 30 second test but this is maximal exertion how many calories can you get in 30 seconds on this bike so as a physiologist, that's now going after an ATP energy system, right? This other energy system. So then you got your punisher, which is how many squat overhead presses can you do in a two-minute spree? So you got your strength, you got your endurance, and you got your high octane with the mile, of course, is kind of a hybrid between all in. So that's kind of what they are. And for us, and obviously for the member, seeing a difference in score is what it's about. But as a coach, you're like... Yeah, you improved, but I know what just happened internally. And that's where the coach is like, we're, we're fixing physiology here. We're improving on these elements. So that's exactly what they're for. And it, look, competitors, I'm competitive. I compete with you myself. You are? I couldn't tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Even off. off. <laughs> so, and it's, Even in the mosh pit. Yeah. You lost this one. I lost yeah. this one. Yeah. I won inside. I actually lost when I wasn't even in it. When, so you, when you woke up, yeah, did, did you I, win or lose? I, I lost. I lost. Yeah. I was like, what happened? I couldn't feel my face. I was, yeah. I was actually bummed I didn't actually just walk away with at least two pretty rad, gnarly black eyes. Because I, I was know, like, right? dude, if I'm already in it, like, give, me, well. give me all of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, and it's, you know, there's, it goes back and you look, the markers, like some people are, that are less competitive like that, it still gives them the opportunity. We, we design it. So it's like, look, whether you're competing at this high level or you're just participating and doing it, like it's still an awesome workout and it's still doing what I as a coach want. It's still challenging that energy system. Then you got NFL guys and SEALs and, and they're just, dude, they are hungry for it. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And so it's, it's bringing, again, you're accommodating that level that group fitness doesn't really and that's a competitive athlete with you know the crossfit thing again it's just, it's getting that population and all these different genres of fitness together in a, in a in a in a format that you know these single prescribed routines could let you run with it in however way it's gonna suit you but it's still being controlled by what the purpose is of the overall workout so were you um so did you so you write all the programs then? right 
So before you launched a gym, did you just ha- did you already know well, ten years? Prior so here's the funny thing yeah. about this. So before we opened Renegade, and obviously this is my first thing, like actually only I designed. 30 weeks, dude, 30 weeks. I had double rotations, single rotations. You know, I'm running with the the excitement, the hunt, right? I'm creating. And so I get my coaches in there, which by the way, I've brought on coaches from all backgrounds, from corrective exercise to CrossFit, to boot camp to spin. And so the idea is you have all these different styles of coach, right? And it goes back to the group fitness where you look at a corrective exercise guy, like one of my coaches, James Bolden, he's like, oh, group fitness, I'm good. And I'm like, no, but how can I get this guy to realize like, no, dude, I'm into this, which we have. And he's one of my best coaches around. But it's it's playing with that idea of of the again, bringing the physiological value into into that. So once we got actually opened and I'm like, yeah, double rotation ain't going to work. Triple rotation, like I'm losing, like I'm going down the path in fitness, like more, more movement, more rotations, more, because that's what the people want. And that's what I needed to. And then I was just like, I'm losing concept of why I did this. It's like, I know single rotations, maximize at each location, rotate once, keep it systemized, keep it full. And that's, you know, cause now we're a circuit training gym and we're not for strength and conditioning gym. And if we're going to be rotating 15 times, which again, there's value to that for what it is and for who it's targeting, but for the grand scheme and based for me, maximize at one, one rotation. And, and, and that's what you want. So that's kind of how, so I've changed that. The programs have changed long story. short, the first, you're 30, still evolving for, now, the first right? 30 weeks, we ran them one time and it was dude, Delete. years of yeah. writing. Oh yeah. Because everything changed. And now we got the air runners in and the capabilities. So it changed again. So we're at oh, 20, sure. 20 weeks of unrepeated workouts, literally the most technical and strategically placed structures in fitness. That's not an opinion. That's just what it is. Uh, and like, look, I take a lot of work with one, you know, James Bolden's one of them, a uh, guy that I work with, Matt Borey's another one, and they're corrective exercise. They're, is, they're, they're yeah. different yeah. coaches. So they see, you know, I'm a raw bulldog coach. Like, right, I've grown up in the, in the heat of it. But I haven't put a lot of my focus, like what these guys have with with rehabilitation science. So it's now you're using the knowledge of a guy that's a rehab specialist built with a guy that's just a high octane, just jet fuel, get him. And it's evolved the program. So that's why we have a lot of modalities and a lot of just different things that, you know, influencing working and learning their training styles. And that was the greater goal of why I wanted this collective group of people. So I, as you know, the coach and the guy that's created this can also learn from a different genre of fitness. There's so many. And so building all that into one unit, now we have solidified 20 solid killer weeks of programming so it's been you know it's three years it's three years it's taken so and it doesn't stop there we still you know we keep like i said it goes back to we're always going to be changing and evolving and preventing plateaus is the ultimate goal in fitness so why did you guys pick the locations you did just out of curiosity uh well the first one was just just pilot location yeah yeah, pilot the og point loma which is funny was off the radar so billy canoe uh he's a data man okay so basically we started the the process and he came out with multiple companies that it is so we're like look let's figure out the densities of location let's figure out you know 
for me, I'm chasing the big fish. Where are the big hitters at? Like, where's the orange theories? Where's the berries? Where are these guys at? So to be honest with you, Point Loma's on the back of our list, but the space and the dimensions, like, I fell in love with it. It was kind of like an older school complex. It's kind of a mom and pop shop. Yep. So I'll be honest, the rent was really good. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The money was That's good. Awesome. Yeah. Add parking, which was huge. We had found a lot of other superb locations, but there's no parking. And I'm like, look. Like that one, yo, the really five a.m. guys. Parking's, parking's good at five a.m. <laughs> deal breaker. Think how yeah, many people is. are looking to come to the gym, and then also in the back of their head, want a little excuse to go home. Exactly. Right, because they know it's going to yeah, be hard. They know it's going to be a it's ton of work. Just like Baker's Hill downtown, Little Italy. That's tough. So, but my Very career hard. was yes. in Hillcrest. So I had twelve years just smashing in Hillcrest and North. I mean, that's Central Diego. I mean, I was crushing. Oh, you that's where you that's where I was doing my personal training before. Where, and, where was that? So I contracted at a lot of facilities, but I was primarily at North Park Fitness right off University. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah, in there. Yeah, okay, my, cool. my boy Luis yeah, over there. Oh so my gosh, that's crazy. I was, uh, you know, that was my landmark. So once Loma took off and we saw this explosion in this Point Loma, then it was like, all right, we're we're onto something here. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, this, this is, is real. Sure. And so Hillcrest and North Park were just automatic. It's like, that's our next stop. And so you start looking at his data versus like, look, let's make a, you know, you're looking at, you know, strategically placing. So now, you know, if a class is sold out here, how fast can that client get to there? Like, we want to keep people in, like, right? It's about the consistency in the North Park. And so now that we got this line from Loma to Hillcrest to North Park, we've kind of solidified this central, you know, real central. So now you're looking, all right, well, how do we get to the communities we're missing, whether it's a Pacific Beach or it's a UTC or maybe a Mission Valley that you're still just, so now. Now it's just going off of numbers, honestly. Data. But the first one was just kind of a whim. Like it was the last on the list and the first one that worked out and the first one to call us back. And it was like, all right. You Let's know, go. Yeah, it's not that easy Let's to find real estate. No, yeah. I mean that's been a great challenge. San, San for us. And also for gyms, though, too, because of noise and vibration oh, totally. and all that stuff, it's really tough for gyms to find locations. Totally. Because your tenants, like whoever's like, next to you, boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hear, we're not quiet. Yeah, we're yeah. not quiet. We and we've learned from the first one. I mean, the first one is you know, but it was it, we have nothing. We were no. I was a nobody. It's like hey, I'm going to put a gym in here, and they're like, well, I want to see your this and that. So for us, it was like. We went with the oldest school, coolest landlord. I mean, it's a great little center, right? It's just an old school mom and pop center, but that's like our style. Like it's the rawness of it. It's, it's just, it, there's something about it. And obviously working into higher scales, like our Hillcrest locations and a beautiful shop with the lazy yeah. acres. It, it's just a different style, but still good parking though. Oh, it's killer. Yes. I mean, that's the first thing yeah. we'll look at yeah. location. I'll be like, does that parking? Uh, well, yeah, not anyone here. Let's go on the next one. It's that's a, that's yeah, a, yeah. probably location price parking. Yeah. That's that's it. How's all your other locations booming? Oh, killing, killing, yeah, killing. Hillcrest, killing. That's a great. Hillcrest, that was, Hillcrest you can't even yeah. get in. Hillcrest is a, a killer. That dude. was a great spot for you yeah, guys. And look, I can't take a class there. there. No, like, yeah, I can't Hillcrest is a class. There. It's a killer. It's just it's it, and, you know going into that we all saw it, the location was so good and we're like it's so small like you know we can do we have a forty cap there we're gonna crush it but for me I'm going. We don't want 40. Like, you get 40, you can't control what our product is. Like, it requires so much on a coaching's end. The technicalities of you start, yeah, we could. I'm sure we can sell out for, but now you lose the intimacy and the actual. What we want for you as You can't the get hands-on with a coach. Exactly. A coach can't come and correct movements, which... It's like, like a classroom, do. right? Same thing. If exactly. you get too big, it's only, exactly. your student's only going to get so much out of it. So that's right. It's the same thing. So, question, how'd you come up with the name? So, that's... It's a good good topic there. <laughs> <laughs> this gets, At least part of that off the yeah. show. So, yeah. so, but 
Oh, know, yeah, it's a good topic. Really good. Yeah, yeah, like, no, I'm, I'm pretty like, passionate about this answer. answer this question? So, you know, with what we've kind of said about fitness, and again, when I talk about fitness in comparison, it's like, look, these other entities are amazing things. They do amazing things for amazing people. They are obviously very successful. This is why Renegade is different, though, right? You got the boot camps, circuit trainings, you got CrossFit. There's no what is now kind of referred to as high-intensity bodybuilding or strength and conditioning. Those terms are lost, right? So when we, Billy and I were talking about the name, I had a black flag shirt. Now, if anyone knows music, a G&R shirt, black flag was an original punk rock band from back in the day, right? So I'm thinking, I'm like, we're kind of like the pirates coming into town. We're kind of like the rebels, right? We're throwing this product at You're the people, renegades. Right, yeah. The outliers, yeah. So we're, exactly. So I had a black flag shirt on and we're thinking of names, coming up with all these ridiculous logos, just these gimmicky, just silly stuff. And I go home and I'm just doodling. I draw all the time, right? I've kind of been like my, in my repertoire since I was young. And so I was like, the black flag, like the black flag. That's, that's it. That's our logo. Like, look, word. It's like, like community calls me. I was a renegade. I was just like, just had something to it, right? So we put the logo and we put the word and just flew with it. And it was, you know, at first for me, it was a little cheesy. Like, and I mean, we're like, do we want this? And we're like, yeah, dude, it, rep- it represents us. Like, that's exactly what I it is. Awesome. I think it's really fitting for yeah. the gym, too, but and for your personality. But it's hyper aggressive, yeah. right? So yeah. it's like, so here's this hyper aggressive product out of the gates now that it's being part of it's not like but coming out right group fitness it's an emotional deal at fitness is it's an emotional and it's a luxury so there's two things it's like now putting these routines where it's these tempos and all these systematic gnarly things that for me is normal but for you is like this is way down. i just look at a screen and run or whatever i'm supposed to do you know that was our part of our concern was is it too aggressive is it inviting and it's I, like, think, here we I, go. I think it's just what people want. Exactly. And I was like, dude, not for everybody, but there's a certain crowd that wants to it's go like, in there. Dude, this is your alter kicked. ego. This is your moment. Like, this is the hour where you come in and you're whatever you want to be that hour. Like, and I tell like coaches, it's your character. Yeah. Like, who are you? Like, who are you? Is it, you don't have to be that person off mic, but during this hour, this is this is freedom, baby. This is we're all together and we're hungry for yeah. like success. So. That's kind Rain of where gas tank. Yeah, right? so I, let's get it. Yeah. So I love it too because when you come in the morning, like there's people like because I get up earlier, so I'm like I got to be more awake. People are yawning and then they leave. They're just like fired up. You know, it's awesome. They're yeah. like yawning. They know they're gonna get their ass kicked. Well, if you take like, Jamie's class and you're tired, you walk in and you're like, whoa. Yeah, you get them going. You know, yeah, that is the thing that I'm most one of the things that I'm most proud about with Renegade is that it's got a really crunchy exterior. It's really hard. The name itself, the logo, a lot of like Jamie's look himself. Come I on. mean. Look at him, right? It's like tattoos, muscles. I actually wore a hat, nasty. so I looked less gnarly. So yes, yeah. <laughs> I might as well just go but full I, gear. But I there think the go. thing about it is, once you're in, it's incredibly inviting. And I know we talked about the competition earlier. I think mostly people are really competitive with themselves. For sure. And not externally. It's like, yeah, we can horse around and be like, hey, what'd you get on that? It's like, cool. Push each other. But but yeah, like super pumped for you. And then also super pumped for myself. And I think more it's internal competitiveness Mm -hmm. and then like this great spirit of cooperation and we're all here for the same reason which is there's no cattiness there's there's no clicks it's just like we're here to get down and get get your bike kicked and go into go into the pain cave i I like the pain cave i like that go into the part of that that allows that right that you know, whether you want to say it's the intensity or it's the hyper, you know, we were talking about kind of like, is it intimidating for this logo and for this, 
the the workouts and what it does for you and the understanding of that as it evolves the acceptance of the name it's like they vibe together because it's an intense kind of like the rawness and what it is but once you're in and that's the thing it's like look for some first time you know the first week it's like look you have to understand this is this is something of value and it's going to take you a day or two maybe three to learn depending on what your background is and what you've been taught what you thought was right like this is right like this is as right as it gets but i need you to trust me on that right i need and so once you can kind of break that mold with some of the customers that have now been with us for years and years it's an ebb and flow with the kind of style that we are but the compassion and the comfort that ultimately you get once you're in this hour-long adventure together right it's like a movie that's it's what we try to paint it out to be is we're on a journey for an hour and it's going to be in a whole another experience every single time like you're never going to master or get comfortable with the same routine it's always like i want it to be exciting every hour you're here whether it's your day one or three years later there's just this this thing that you wake up like you're yearning for it so and i think we're doing a good job with it and uh you know, learning from him and just the power of language and stuff as a coach. And that's the thing. Like, you got to be always willing to have an open mind and take critiques and feedbacks and instruction and education. And I think that's ultimately what, you know, our coaching staff has allowed us to get to where we are is we're all able and willing to be that person, whether we're the new coach or the experienced four 20 year vet in my case. So I think that's all, you know, it's all kind of evolved. It's all evolved. So it's that growth mindset. Yeah. And I think everybody who comes into the gym has that and all the coaches have that and they're just super caring. Right. I mean, I think that's the one thing over time you start to feel with the coaches. They care about you. And that's another that's thing. That's true. It, yeah. They do. They really care about you. Well, they want to push you. They want to whoop your butt. They they're want really to nice to you when you first come in and like help you. But yeah. then after a little while, they're like, no, you can do more. Exactly. No, push some more. You've and, got more in yeah. you. And I think yeah. that's but the whole thing. Very cool. you, yes. That's what you can't get on your own, right? You're yes. not going to, because you're missing yeah, it. Yeah. I go in, I've designed a program. I'm going to do five sets. And then at four, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty good. Or if you're in a class that's just too large, like you get lost, you, you get Look, the the persons in these clubs, they get what they're wanting out of it, right? It just goes back. You're going to get what you want out of anything you put. You're getting exercise. You're moving. You're that's, getting community. It's great, right? You're, there's, so there's all these positive things. But then when you go back again, and I'll go back to the science geek, it's like, I used to go in these gyms. I'm just like, dude, there's nothing being done correct. Like, there, there's positivity walking out the door every day. So I'm not. But how can we create what I'm seeing them leave like whoa we're fired up about this but then I leave and high five my people going whoa we fixed that squat we helped that this or we're making this person strong and so that's kind of like you know the, you're maximizing an hour for somebody exactly you're like I'm, I'm gonna, gonna put you in here I'm gonna design it's a platform that's good healthy but it's gonna kick your butt and you're gonna see results yeah, yeah. and it's a, you know the, the facility allows that you know you're at the racks you got your own rack you're in your own you have your own mirror your full own your own spotlight your own this there's no sharing your weights that will take you as high as you want or so in your 
you're locked into your own world. And so, you know, that's the bodybuilding influence, the overhead spotlight. Well, now the coach has the ability to adjust things and we're not, you know, creeping in and out and trying to just let people reign. Like we're controlling this. And so that's, you know, the facility has a lot to do. And that's, you know, speaking of it, that's the conceptualization to come to reality. That's exactly why it's like, look, this is a large scale deal that we're doing here with the design of the personalization. But in the grand scheme of things, it's like we can't pull this off without it. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're coming. It's like for you guys, we're coming into the this is the big season. It's January. Totally. This is going to get launched in probably January. And um, people that work year round, it's always funny for us because you see them come in and out. But let's just say you take the typical average person that's going to hear about Renegade and they're going to come in and give it a shot. And like you said, they want to look like this or lose 20 pounds or whatever it is. What do you think the commitment is that somebody needs to come in, especially from your background, um, what they really need to put in if they're going to come in and totally. do five days a week and they're going to really want to see some serious results, totally. like whether it's physically, I feel good running right. the mile faster like you were, or like I feel like I'm shredded or totally. even mentally. It or just depends what their goals are. Even right? they're enjoying right. the pancake because in the beginning you hate it and then you right. start to enjoy it, which is weird but that's just how it becomes right and then we have plenty of people who don't necessarily want to get shredded or jacked yeah run a 530 mile they just want to come and get a great workout be really efficient with their time and get to spend time with like-minded people yeah before and after class go grab a coffee so there's it depends what your goals are right so whatever the commitment level is is based on what your goals are at that given time right And, and those goals can certainly adjust and you can within the program do whatever you choose to do because it's designed to right. allow you to run the 526 mile or to get big and jacked and, and whatever it's, you want it's to such an interesting question considering the injury or the industry that this is is mass volume right mass and i see mass whether it's 24 at specific locations or 30 it's like so it's a great question like how long should i come it's like well yeah what are your goals and then from my end it's like all right but I have 15 other people with different goals, right? So now how am I going to make this work? And so basically Renegade's concept is very simple. It's like, look, you got to look at muscle recovery and you got to look at joint recovery. Those are two things you got to look at, right? And you can dive down into these things as far as you want, but without adequate recovery of anything, you're either going to get hurt eventually, or you're never going to make gains, so to speak, is the term we use, because there's nothing happening when you're outside of that gym because your next day you're just beating it up. You're just beating those muscles up again. So you have these gyms that are doing full body workouts every single day and the members going every day. But the, the reality of the body, it's like, look, the, when you're not doing it, it's when the good stuff happens. Like when you're doing it, it's when the fun part is. But it's the day or two or three that you're not tagging that muscle. That's when stuff's repairing. That's when you're you're getting muscles or you're getting your body, or your ligaments are healing, whatever. It's so, the rest and the nutrition exactly. that's really driving the growth. So this is the fun part, right? This is the, the exciting part. So for that person, it's like, look, we have four days, Monday through Thursday, where we're working on two muscles. So the next question being, well, are, are you on your own outside of this? Because if you're on your own outside of this, some people are like, look, I'm really disciplined at these muscles because I love doing them by myself. Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, well, cool, because then we do these other muscle groups on these two days. So you need to be here for those. But only if you're consistent with what you're telling me. Right. So that's one example. So I need you here two days. Friday, Saturday, Sunday are our full bodies. I don't care what your goal is. You need one full body workout a week. For sure. I don't care what your 100%, goal is. Okay? I agree. Whether I you're a bodybuilder like me, you're a crossfitter, you're a 
spin, endurance your, athlete, whatever. Yeah, you whatever need you one are. because yep. it's a, it's a, it's a system shocker, right? It just it makes everything flow. Flow. Yeah. There's no isolation, so to speak. Like now you're connecting the dots, right? And that's that real calorie burn. That's the bomber. That's the yeah. Because yeah. now everything's in sequence, right? And now, like as a coach, it's like, look, I'm going to make you do a movement. With all the stuff that you learned on those four days of the isolation, right? Let's say we're just Mondays is legs and back. That's all we do on those days. So you've learned how to do your squats. You've learned how to do your pull-ups. You've learned how to do. So now I'm going to make you put three of those movements together so I can teach you that your body will respond to this. So that's one example. Then you got the guy that's like, look, I haven't worked out in 20 years. How long should I come? So it's like, all right, now this is a tricky one, right? Because I know it's like, look, if you haven't been in condition in that long, you come in and go into a Monday where we're only doing two muscles at the rate we do them, Uh. it's going to blast you. So now it's like from a coaching end to make sure new people that have like, look, I haven't worked out in two years. I don't even want you touching weight. I don't even want you looking at dumbbells, all body weight, baby. We got to get your butt. So yeah. there's so many interesting. So, but people come in, if they're going to join and they're not like, they already know themselves. It's like, they should come in and have a conversation. Oh, yeah, don't just join a class. And but don't here's, say the, here's the thing. Store. The yeah. general rule is like, look, this is how long, how often this thing's set up that you can come in five days in a row and you're going to be fine. Yeah. Like I've, I've made that that way. That way, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're not going to affect each other. Mondays, we're going to do the front of your legs. Wednesdays, we're going to do the back of your legs. There's no, the joint activation is different. So I'm looking at recovery times through the week process. So how long? Five days a week. How long? Three days. What's your schedule, right? What's your family like? So there's so many interesting questions. But as a general rule, three, three days. Because if you do three days, you'll cover all six muscle groups. So that'd be if you're going to do three days, what three days would you recommend? So if you were going to do three days, and again, this is... This is a loaded question, too, because Wednesdays, all we do is glutes and butt, and everybody usually yeah. likes glutes and butt. But <laughs> on a scientific level, Mondays, we would do uh, legs and back, Tuesdays, shoulders and tries, and then Thursdays, chest and bice. That's your six muscle groups. And you're going to get some activation in your hamstrings and stuff on a Monday. So that would be the general prescription, right? Or what I would say, but you would love to throw in the fourth, the full oh, yeah. body. Yeah. I was like, the fourth yeah. would be full body. Okay. And then you spin off that, you know, if you got people with injuries and you know, they have knee injuries and we're going to fix that, you know, two days of really attacking those joints might be too much. So there's, there's so many interesting and it's, you know, it's a, it's a class. So for us, it's like, how do we now know we have this person that we talked to last week and I have this routine that is geared, not for that, not for that special but it's that fast, right? That's why we brought coaches on with the expertise they have because it won't affect the routine of anybody else, but it'll be completely perfect with the routine of that person. So those all go into each workout, literally from the advanced to the injured. How do we create something that is between them all that everybody benefits from? So three days would be like the, I don't even want to say minimum. That would be kind of like the starting point, but ultimately it's five day a week. I mean, ultimately, not necessarily, but ultimately that is what you can do if you chose to without having any, any repercussions of negativity with body, you know, injuries. And do you think um, if you're working out heavy, you should take a day off in the yeah, week? I think you need two days off every week. Really? I, I, I believe so. And I believe every four to seven, when I say, I believe this isn't based off of me, just this opinion, is science. This is science. This is data. every six weeks, maybe eight weeks, take five days off, maybe even a week. 
Absolutely. Because when you come back after that, that first workout after you take it, and it's psychologically, it's a hard part because people get emotionally attached to fitness. That's why I tell everybody in the gym, like, we don't get be, all those hormones. Right. You get the dopamine Kenny release. Is for sure. He's really like good. a six yeah. day a week totally. guy. At well, least. that's why yeah. people love. And I try hard. to, I try to take a day, but it's like, so I'll try to serve something. Totally. It's like, it's hard for me to just do totally. nothing. It's like but it's almost because, impossible. So what happens is mentally it's you, a problem. you get this emotional connection. That's what it is. Right? So it's like, look, like we're going to be the best in the game. You are. Like we are. You're in here with me. We're the best, right? We're the best at designing and implementing and executing. But the moment you begin to develop an emotional attachment and if the schedule changes or if your work schedule changes, you're devastated. You don't know what to do, right? You go into a dark place, you know, ah, I'm hurt. I can't do anything for a week. It's like, dude, that's good. Because now you're training your body to accept that. That's part of this game. Like, you need a week off. I take a week off every six weeks, full week. Wow. That's oh. addictive and it's compulsive. Right. And, and you it feel can like be when very you do that, so. though, you feel your, you see your body, like, a different way after five days? No. Uh, no, uh, for improvement. On the onset? On the no, onset? No, when you take five after the fifth day, do you feel like your body just feels Oh, dude, still, you come back and you're, you're, you feel uh, you're like a beast. Bigger. So it's funny. We, we just went to, um, we were gone. And I noticed, I was like, why is it that I took a week off? I just feel like I'm buffer bigger. Go no back way. to what we Sounds just said. To say. Recovered. Yeah. That's why you're saying that. I know I did. I was like, you replenished. Yeah, it's weird. Yes. I, yeah. Just, just, I was your, just thinking. Your stores, your, your recovery. And that look, like, even with the program, it's you're always going to be indirectly hitting muscles, right? So even if, like, we're doing shoulders and we're spreading out 48 hours and we're doing chest, you're depending on how hard you hit, you're still activating the shoulder complex, right? So... This is as best as you can get with a program. There's still time that you need complete relinquishment of of any. So if movement. you went Monday through Friday, you're like take Saturday Sunday. Oh, off. dude, yeah, and it's Absolutely. really healthy to do. Or go do something. In walk fact, we, we tell it don't. We yeah. we try and we you know. I want him to come in as many times, of course. But I'm saying like, look, like you should not be doing two Metcons back to back. You shouldn't. Like I'm telling you that as the, the as the author of this book you're reading and implementing, you should not because there's no reason to. Like you killed it. Take a day off. Whether you want to come back the next day, that's so. It's you're building this culture. It's like it's okay. It's okay to slow down. It's okay to take a day off, and it's okay to not move and worry about how fast you can move. And beyond routine. it's okay. It's necessary. Necessary is it's, even the, word, the best word. So yeah, and and when you are taking those days off, yeah, walk, stretch. Eat really good foods, hydrate. And then I would say also on top of the program, like what else do you need? Walk and just be active throughout your day. It's not like it shouldn't be it shouldn't be one of those things where you come to the gym and that's all you do all day and then you're like, Oh my god, I am so gassed, I can't do anything else. And you may have to build up to that. But it's like you come to the gym and then you should be rocket launched off into the day exactly. for and, sure and remain active. And you can use, you know, competitive physique and what you mm-hmm. can touch on. You look at these guys and this is the aesthetic component, right? This is not general fitness. This is just a branch and you can use a lot of different sport. Now, these people that are going on stage to compete with this aesthetic goal, right? So it's not everybody's goal. It's just these guys' goal. They're not doing anything eight days before their show. And, they, and their goal is, I want to look the best I can look, and I'm willing to take eight days off, right? Mm-hmm. That's There's science to that. That's, that's you. These guys it's run like a off, boxer, right? Yeah, these guys and girls they run. They take a week. Yeah, it's they like, run through the, tapering. to the, you know, their shows on a Saturday, and they're running their workouts all the way. They're just, they're, they're depleting their body. Like, so it's, there's so much necessity to it. Yeah, but it's, it's, uh, I hope that answers the question. No, I know. I think, I, I think that's a big question for a lot of people because I think people that work out a lot, 
they when they're you know if you're ADD you don't like to sit around you're like I I, I gotta get I gotta right. get here right for me a lot of it's here probably yes. like you know I don't know, there's the hurt cave hurt locker right. or whatever but the I pain think, cave pancake but I think a lot of it's like pancakes what do you do also pancakes you know what I ran into a guy at the Hillcrest gym and he was in his 60s and he looked really good and he comes and I said how many days you're working out he said three days a week and he goes and I used to be a seven day a week guy and I said what are you what are you doing now he goes well you can't keep the pace up as you get older and so I realized I had to substitute some of my workouts for mental workouts and I started really getting heavy into meditation to try to get that same type of stimulation in the brain because I think mostly, yes, you want the body. For me, coming from the football world, I need my brain stimulated. Mm -hmm. And I need it stimulated just flooding it with blood, flooding it with oxygen, flooding it with the good chemicals so I can have good days. And it's like a little bit of mental rust. But as you get older, you're also, your body's going to start breaking down if you try to keep up just such a relentless pace and so there's part of that well, meditation like, is like meditation shoot. is the, start getting into uh, it so when you get older tribe of mentors tim Ferriss, oh yeah half of the people in that book like they're all doctor accessible they all meditate well that's the thing yeah. there's so crazy many, it's like there's it's you know renegade and strength and conditioning and the, that that's one killer then there's element. like the then there's the diet right, right. that's, that's another, one killer element which for most people huge. is the easiest to stay consistent because people most people like you love to move like i gotta i gotta go like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Do. it's the not moving that's it's hard. almost harder but the not moving stuff yields incredible responses and results that complements the moving so it's me i'm a mover like you guys take my class dude. i'm a beast oh, like, i can I'm tell just, yeah come on baby like we're going right I imagine you get out of bed and hit the ground right? oh i'm out like, yeah i'm out between coffee like and stuff yeah, yeah. you drink coffee oh dude I'm pre-made getting up oh, you automatic coffee? yeah automatic shoot him down dude don't like it the whole time that's so awesome. i actually drink it so fast i started wanting it to be cold even though i like it less but i was if it's a faster you know process then i'm in but so yeah i mean it's 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 such a great point about the mental areas and arenas that you have to be able to activate at times and renegade will make you activate those within this genre of movement but like these books and the mental and the mental it's a whole di- and it's all relevant if you want longevity ultimately no no i totally agree totally agree yeah so um Monty, yeah, we had some questions um, yeah. We got a couple yeah, questions. We have a couple I think somebody like, from... uh, DM'd a couple questions. All right. Um, first question. This is pretty funny. <laughs> Who can lift more? Because... <laughs> <laughs> what lift? Oh. Uh, generally speaking. Right, let's do upper body first and then lower body. Oh. Yeah. Let's do squats. Squats wise. So my max squat ever was 620. Oh, he got me. And my max bench was 450. Jesus. He got me again. And I was a 365 power cleaner. Yeah, he got me on all threes. Yeah. He got so I uh, my max squat I think I was like four eighty five I think yeah I'm pretty decent that's really max strong squat. yeah uh, bench press I was hovering three three eighty five I was more of a volume trainer guy so I my my one and that's the thing like nowadays it's one rep maxes rarely exist because of what it could potentially do yeah they're it, doing yeah. five so reps now, and they're five yeah. reps and projecting so now they're yeah that, they're yeah. running that so uh, power clean. Oh, I was well under that. What was yours? 365. Oh, yeah, I wasn't yeah. even close. Two, yeah. 285, 265. <laughs> two, yeah. Um, what's the greatest personal adversity you have overcome outside of your profession? Ooh. Let's do individual first. We'll start with Jamie. Outside of my profession. Mm. That's, that's a, Yeah, that's really deep. Um, he's got to meditate on that. Yeah, that's a, that's a rough one. You know, one thing we talk about 
at home all the time that I talk about with my kids and it's kind of our family motto. And this came from inside the profession of football. It's like when you had really bad days on Monday night football, when you had a bad snap that cost the team the game and you were the goat, not like greatest of all time, but you were the the goat. Like people were like that dude messed up our win in Kansas city on Halloween on Monday night football. And the nation was watching and you go into a really dark place and you're like, how can I possibly go out there ever again? Like, how can I show my face mm-hmm. in the streets of San Diego because people are pissed at me? We missed the playoffs that year. And then how can I go into the football community and people aren't like, that dude, right. he messed up that snap. So our family motto is, I'm not as good today as I will be tomorrow. And it became that because of moments like that where you have to accept defeat and you have to accept failure and you have to be good with it. And you have to even wish more for failure because then you're in the arena and realizing that yes i'm going to fail but tomorrow i'm going to get up and it's going to be okay and i'm going to continue to strive to get better and make improvements incrementally even though like day to day you're not going to realize them but i'm striving for it but also allowing for failures and setbacks that's huge. Yeah, because you make a mistake, it's plastered all over everywhere. It's like everywhere. you said, we make a mistake, it's like it maybe oh, affects a couple of people. Yeah. You're like, it, oh, people yeah. are pulling up your salary. It's like, what's that dude making? Why is yeah. he still on the team? Get him out of here. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a hard follow up. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, so, I, you know, that's a major level, obviously. I grew up, like I was saying, I've you know, been an athlete my entire life. It's all I've ever known, right? From football to track and field. Just growing up since five, it's, it's all I did, right? I was a student athlete, single parent. I lost my father when I was very, very young. Wow. So it was, you know, with a mother growing up in the country in a Bakersfield, California, where it was wow. very closed off and you know, leading up to, you know, finally making a name, you know, and I was talking to you guys like, look, I was a punker back in high school. I still am, right? I was yeah. an extreme sweat, a skater, like that was my crew. Like I was a jock, like I rolled with these guys, but this was ultimately who I was. And so when I finally got like validation and like, this guy's an athlete, right? Cause back in 2001, back in when I was in high school and stuff, it's like, those are, they were such separate entities for the most part. I mean, they were so nice to each other, but you never really saw like the jocks and the punks rolling together. Two so, different groups. But I was the guy, I had nose rings and things in my ears and mohawks. So I would meet the head coach and they knew I was a talented, skilled athlete. I've been in my whole life, right? So in Bakersfield, even that young, like these guys were out looking around at elementary schools, like for Fred and I'm like, hey, like not to pull cards and get them there, but to see who's good, right? See who's got that. And so when I finally made that and I was at my senior year in high school and, you know, I had the opportunity and the ability to start going on to doing bigger things collegiately with football as a strong safety I'd never had an injury my entire life and I blew my knee out. When I say blew my knee, I'm talking about structurally destroyed Uh. my right knee. And so it was a really hard moment for me because that's all I had ever known. And the moment that that happens, like you got your boys that are still there with you, but you're, it's, you're different now. Like you're not, you know, it was varsity football. It was was a major moment for us, a Valley championship year and all these amazing things. So, you know, but ultimately what that did for me is it, it was a dark place because I had no idea what to do anymore. Like you weren't looked at the same because you weren't involved with it. Like your buddies were still your boys, you know, and, and what it was. But that's ultimately what caused me. like, how do I rehab this thing faster? Like I need to start learning like what this takes. So that is the spawn of like what created me is in this the fitness industry. And honestly, without that incident and that eight years or eight month period in my life where I was in a wheelchair with a, wow. with a physiology book sitting on the sidelines. Cause I couldn't move. 
that was the, you know, for adversity for me, I mean, that was, you know, I could have either collapsed and went a different direction or saying like, look, I'm going to fix this and then I'm going to help other people fix and then I'm going to grow from that. So I think that, that you have to be really mentally that strong a pivotal for that point too. That was pivotal. That was pivotal. pivotal dude. Yeah. That's Just, a long run it too. A, it's not like I had a bad day or a bad week. It's like eight months of well, rehabbing. And knowing and, that like I can't play, not like, yeah. Hey, you can come back. Like, right. it's like, no, I structurally destroyed, like, I'm, I'm not coming back. Psychologically, I'm not coming back. Like, yeah. I can't. It'd be, it'd, I wouldn't even be the same anymore on the field. So it was, you know, accepting that. It was just like, but that's, you know, even with this game of the failures that come and the, the programming and the this and the that and the build outs. And it's just you always go back to that pivotal moment. And you're like, dude, that ain't nothing like we're, you know, come on tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that would be it for me for sure. Um, last question is, what's in store for Renegade in 2020? Ooh. Mm. Shall we? Secrets? Growth. Can't say. Growth. Yeah, growth. I think we can say. We, we got no one that... coming out January 8th, so... Yeah, so January, obviously, growth. Um, we've obviously, and I'm sure anybody that's heard about us or been with us, Pacific Beach is a real deal. It's, you know, it's been a long process. It's been delayed. It's been delayed multiple, yeah. multiple times. and Not on our end. Not on our Do end. Do you know where it's going to be or can you say oh, or not? Yeah, we're locked in. So there's a, it's on Garnett. There's a Sprouts right there, kind of what? Oh, right across the street. Right across the street. It was the old Firestone building. Yeah. Oh, right there. Yeah. Sweet. So, yeah, and so I, that's a great location. Good parking. Great location. Amazing. Prime amazing. Time, yeah. You guys are going to crush yeah, that's it. That's a crasher right there. And then as far as the other projects we have, like, you know, I don't want to come out of line before it's but, set but, you're, done, but, but you've got a couple. Oh, we got a couple. You, yeah. Would you like to open two or three next year? Is yeah. that like a goal? That's we, we're looking at two to three. That's, yeah. that's manageable, manageable growth. Because you don't want to get like, for. yeah, you don't want to go too big and then not be able to provide the service that we are right. providing now. And so, and then look, there's still things on my end and that, you know, I'm still perfecting with, you know, from programming to being a good leader to, you know, communication and you know the population differences that you're seeing and evolving things and you know the air runner was a major major deal it's a lot of pressure to bring this treadmill in that people have never been on or most people and we've been on a specific one for three years and we're going to change it to this treadmill that most people are like i am not going on that thing and seeing like oh dude like they trust me. Yeah, trust not only do they like it, but they like it better. Oh, they like it better. Oh, yeah. 100%. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's, you know, PB is a major deal, and we got two or three other things that we're really stoked on. I'd, you know, I'd spill it if it was official, but nothing's official until it's official, right? Yeah. So. yeah. And then just continuing to find ways to add value to our community. It's awesome. And, and give people more of an experience, more of what they're looking for so they can achieve their goals. What's one thing about you guys that uh, somebody that works out at the gym that probably wouldn't know about you? Oh, oh! I'm a major, major ocean conservationist. I'm, oh wow! Really? Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm a major, major. It's since never Did missed you a dive week, or what? Never missed a week. No, the here's ocean? the thing. I've never even dove. Never dove. Right? It's been a goal of mine for years. I'm a snorkeling machine, though. Are you? Shark Week marks football season. Yeah, exactly. Every Holy. episode for 27 years. I, so, anyways, it's it's uh, that's a major thing. I'm a big animal person, but specifically, I'm an ocean ocean rat. person. I'm okay. an ocean rat. Cool. From the Me too. Preservation of you know sea life to what I, I know that it. it does. So it's, it's just it's, it's a magical place, and it's. It's a different reality, and I try to instill that also within you're in a different our world, right? When workouts like that you're yeah. walking into a whole different experience. Your so. aquarium. That's it. You're the shark. Like that's that. it. That's cool. Yeah. That's People it. never guess yeah. that. Yeah. What about I, you? I wear Uggs at home all the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like. I can't wait to get home and get my furry boots on. Speaking of Uggs, he gave me a pair of uh, slip-on Uggs, I think, three years ago. They're magic. Oh, dude, I still got them. Oh, I still yeah. got them. But you have to oh, yeah. wear socks with them or they won't last that long, or at least for me. So. I don't wear well, socks. You got stinky feet? Oh, dude, I Do you just, love them as just much as Nick does? Just get new ones. Can you just not wait to get home and get Oh, dude, they're pretty epic. Yeah, they're pretty. I mean, I do. I got some. I can't wait. Turn the fire on. Get in my furry boots. Gnarly ones that when I get up early to go surf, I put them on. They have sand in them. Oh, this is the best. Oh, I just beat the shit out of yeah, them. The and then you have your yeah. like home pair. Yeah, the, the I'm so, I'm so funny that I have the originals he gave me that are only inside shoes. That's it. They don't go outside. But if you know me, I am a shoe guy. So I don't wear my shoes that I'm going to coach into the gym. Those shoes go on when I get to the gym because they don't see outside. So then I have my outdoor Uggs that are, look, that's all positioned, right? This is amazing. Yeah, you got your coffee, you got the outdoor Ugg boot transition. Well, that might be those shoes. You're all about efficiency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like, Nick, uh, that Jamie's very intentional about everything. Oh, everything. Yeah. Yes. Very OCD. Very but I'm trying to learn that yes. it's okay That's to be... That's a nice word for it. Yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, well, he's always got a plan and a yes. whole reason behind why it's everything. that Is your shit lined up, ready to go in the very morning? Methodical. You got your coffee. Oh, dude, I, I, got, I got the, like, the outfits laid out. Like, it's, it's, it's dude, I plan, right? And I'm, I'm a sock guy now. I've got into stance, so I'm, I'm pairing up my wardrobe. Wow. And having some fun with it. But yeah, I'm very... I'm very... Di- OCD, I don't know, but I don't think it's a bad thing, right? I'm just prepared. I mean, I don't I'm prepared think, for everything. If I you think. weren't, I think you're you wouldn't be as successful because the programs you put together and all that. Like, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't go. In, I don't know how you put that together, but I just go in there and I don't even pay attention. I just look next door. What are we doing? Let's just do it. You know, right. I love it. That's it. So, what's one thing um, we can leave everybody with? Like, probably in your mind, that's probably one of the most important things when it comes to working out, fitness, whatever that you've learned over 20 years in you too. So it's a, it's a powerful question. I always preach, and again, people that have taken my classes, is you, there's a couple attributes that you have to realize are, are necessary for whatever whatever the goal is. Got to be disciplined. When you're disciplined, you're usually going to be accountable. And when you're accountable, usually means you're a hard worker. And those three things in anything, whether it's inside with me or James or Maddie or Kendall or any of our coaches that are just leading trip, or it's at home or if that's at work, those three components are the ultimate recipe for for progression and success. And so that would be, and I say it almost every class during our break, it's like, look, these three things are what you have to manifest that this is what this is this life is built around it's those three and if you can be those three and grow and learn how to keep that value created within those three then results are just another you know step away and then it just carries on from there so for me in the the health and wellness industry and just in life in general really it's find what you love to do like this is our flavor and this is your flavor and we love it, but everyone's got their own flavor, right? Like, I like vanilla yeah. ice cream. You may like chocolate ice she cream. She likes vanilla. I love actually. vanilla. Do you? Yeah. Actually, I mean, I've that. learned to like chocolate, <laughs> cookies but, and it, cream. but it's but it's you know find what you like to do. There's a million different flavors, and I yep. I don't think it's like we love this. We right. eat, Passion. breathe, yeah. sleep this, but there's so many other things that you can find that could fulfill you 
and I and I guess talking to people, it's like find that, find your passion, find your love, and find something that's sustainable for you. Because if you don't love it, if you're not passionate about it, if you're not stoked to go there every single day, you're not going to continue to do it. Right, you're not going to be disciplined so, and accountable. And, and yeah, in the long game, in the long run, find out what you really love doing and continue to do it until you don't love doing it anymore, and then shift gears and don't be afraid to change. And that's like that. That was literally, you know, and you don't win all of them, but that concept and that you know what he just said is like that's exactly what is trying you know that's what the creativity of this is all it's like i want this to be something that satisfies that for everybody like and it's not possible for every walk but that type of you know design that goes into these routines and the way it looks and what it feels like that's what it's about and what i said the characteristics paired up with that it's like it's the ultimate combination for anything of longevity and value like it truly is so i think that's brilliantly said so yeah like i love it personally i think it's the best it's one of it's the best program that i've ever been a part of but when i drive by other gyms i'm like good for those people absolutely and I, i wish them nothing but success because what we're trying to do in the fitness industry is help people live exactly. a more fulfilled, healthy, longer life. So if other people are doing that in other gyms, well, good for them and good for that gym. Whatever it's, works, yeah. And yeah. it's kind of the same thing as how we cooperate within the gym and we're competitive with ourselves in the gym. It's like, how can we get better? Not how can we squash them? Or yeah, how that's, can we and I, I really... It's, it's a... We love the fitness industry, and we love that there's gyms popping up everywhere. Competition's healthy. Competition's great, yes. Especially in your space. Yeah, it hones the product in. Exactly. I think in your space, there's a lot. Sometimes people that don't go there, there's maybe a negative stigma, but then they try, they're like, whoops, I didn't really know that. So I think, you know, because I'm just a gym guy. It's like, I don't think people are just a gym guy. I have so many friends that are like, dude, sorry, don't come to the gym. Or I'm like, don't apologize. Are you doing what? makes you feel good yeah don't apologize to me for not coming to our gym yeah like do what you do yeah and, and enjoy that and you're gonna have a really great life yeah i mean i would say to both of you guys you know jamie everybody's nice to your gym you guys are all you guys are super nice and i i think like i haven't been to all of them but i can right. mean that's a reflection of you totally because i've been in other institutions or gym or restaurants or wherever you go and there's not good vibes. And I think that we all are entrepreneurs here. So when you walk in somewhere, you're like, man, this place is great. But if you're not getting a good experience, it's a shame because they could have a great product, but you're not having a great experience and you're not going to go there. And I think you guys are getting a lot of momentum and a lot of people try it once. And I think it's not that they get a great workout, but like you said, it's like they're loving the camaraderie. I mean, I'm, on, I'm on this assault bike over here and I'm seeing this guy getting his ass kicked. And I'm like, great, I get, look, I'm going to be doing right. that in five totally. minutes. I'm, I better take <laughs> yeah. it easy here. So gotta, and then you see him on the floor. I'm like, then I got to do that. This is crazy. You Save know? yourselves. Yeah. That's <laughs> when at 15 minutes, I told her, I'm like, if I, I probably go hard, but I was like, wait a minute, I got to do two other sh- totally. shifts. This is so crazy. that's the thing. It's like, it's, you know, that that's part of, again, it's, it's when I'm sitting here and I'm just, designing and James and Maddie and these guys are working with me. It's like, look, there's this psychological component to fitness that I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put this on this guy or girl. And I'm going to, I'm going to show them like, this is mental strength and capacity. And like these attributes that go with what I said about, you know, my advice or my last words with it. It's like, these are all things that are built on top of the actual physical component of renegade or fitness in general. It's that's, it's all part of the pie. And that's, there's no right way honestly that's consistency is usually going to yield you know a result it's taking that next step and then applying you know 
the anatomy behind it and the physiology. And I keep saying that word so inner and it's such a powerful concept that we've tried to instill and build all these attributes together. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we, our show is called value add. So we like to bring all that are bringing value to the community, totally. which you are. And I think one of the things that stuck out with me is that people could get out of this is you visioned this 10 years ago. Totally. And people in life, whatever is people give up on their dreams or they give up on a vision, but it might, if it doesn't happen next year, it's over. And I totally. think you're an example. Like, like, look, things take time. Sometimes, like you said, you're going down a road and it's not ready to make the shift and you make a shift. It's like, you've come out of the NFL and now you have a complete new shift, totally. new passions more and, than and one, like, look so. like one of the guys that's not sitting here with us and like, you know, this would have never have happened. And, you know, I, I was working with Billy for three years. He yeah, we got to bring buddy. Billy on. Yeah, he was my buddy. And it was like, you know, I had, it, there was no cell. So as soon as I showed him this, his eyes lit up and just looked at me and I go, yeah. This is it. We need this check. We need to phone you. We're going. Like, right? Yeah. So it's like without, you know, having that person in my life at that time, like, it, it is, so it's an amazing thing because it would never have happened, right? Like, I'm, I wasn't a businessman. I wasn't any of these things. And now partnering up with that guy and now getting somebody that brings an upper echelon of skill and experience and, you know, everything that his presence in the community. So it's, you know, I'm very thankful for it. I'm very thankful for Billy. Uh, you know, I wish he was here. It's us sitting here, but a mad shout out to him for getting this game kicked off. And I'm, I'm just really, you know, it's a humbling thing. That's it's very, very humbled. I'm humbled by it. And I'm sure Nick can say the same. So I'm just really stoked to see 2020 and then going from there. So well, thanks for your vision and thanks for starting this gym. And yeah. um, thanks you guys for coming on. Thank you. It's been a good conversation. Yeah, super fun. And, uh, Hopefully your nose gets better. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show up Monday and people are going to really have a trip. So hopefully no first timers on Monday. I might intimidate them a little bit. No, that's good. Right. I think that's even it's better. Right. Yeah. yeah, It's all right. So well, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Cool. That was fun. Appreciate it. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.